Brian Gosling came up with the idea for Ken branded underwear for his character. The detail that went viral when the film's marketing dropped. We just rushed to make it. <laughs> I somehow just now realized that it says Ken and not Calvin Klein. I did not notice that until now. <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> no, because it looks like you said it looks just like a Calvin Klein ad. Welcome to the Art of Costume Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm just Ken, but you can also call me Spencer Williams. Hi, Ken. <laughs> hey, Barbie. Hi, how are you? I am doing good. It's so good to see you. Happy season four. Happy season four. <laughs> happy, happy new year, honestly. Right. It- <laughs> It's, it's been a minute. It has been a minute since we've seen each other. I mean, we did that fun little bloopers episode, but honestly, yeah. I barely remember that. I was so jet lagged, but yeah. I think it was fun. <laughs> that, that was like in between Christmas and New Year's. Right. That's like that weird void week that no one ever remembers or yeah. knows what they're doing. It's like, was I in a coma? Did I work? Did I not work? Did I take that week <laughs> off? What did I do? <laughs> so how was your vacation? What have you been up to? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, got some costume design jobs coming up, so oh. that's exciting for me. Okay. I'm very excited. Um, and then I've just been like planning renovations. Mm, okay. <laughs> it was like I thought I've been doing a lot of that, getting a lot of paint chips. Yeah, and trying to convince myself that painting things black is a good idea. Well, I will just say from experience, it's always a good idea. Thank but. you. Thank you. I've had some pushback that made me like think twice about it. So thank you. <laughs> Don't listen to them. Black <laughs> is always the way to go. <laughs> How about you? How are things going over in California? Uh, it's been good. You know, 2023 was a year to put in a <laughs> to be to put short it about it. Yeah. <laughs> so starting this year, I just really wanted to focus on just taking care of myself, trying to get some sleep, relaxing. Mm-hmm. I have been on the couch being a real potato, watching all the things. I mean, yes. first I finished all of my mafia movies. So good. I love them all. So good. Um, I started watching Naked Attraction, which probably isn't good for <laughs> my brain, but I'm addicted. Oh my gosh. Um, and Elizabeth, I have been watching The Gilded Age. And let me just tell you, it is controlling my personality in ways that are probably not good for my 2024 goals. Um, and I'm loving every second of it. Like, Spencer, you need to finish this. <laughs> The ending was so far. Oh, I can't. I can't. I, yeah. I, after I watched that, because I have a bunch of fabric I like need to get through. Uh-huh. I need to get through it this year. It's a problem. <laughs> and there's a company who runs like fantasy balls up in New York City. Okay. And I was like, 1880s, 1890s, Gilded Age costume. Yes. Let me see how much the tickets are. <laughs> Bertha Russell over here. Uh, yeah, yes. it's just so good. And we will be talking about it in a future episode. We just have to. Um, also, this might be surprising to you and everyone listening, but I've become a uh, I feel like Ken, who's traveled to the real world a little bit and was figuring out things about life they actually enjoys. I've been watching basketball like pretty oh. religiously Tuesdays, Thursdays. Okay. And I don't know if it's Sunday. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but I, I carve out time on my schedule to sit on the couch and have a beer and watch NBA basketball. So I'll, I'll be honest. I've been doing that with football a bit. Oh, okay. Cause, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it with my dad and he really enjoys it hmm. when I do that. So I'm like, okay. And like the longer you sit and watch, the more you're like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Like I yeah. get it. <laughs> I don't fully get it. But I'm starting to understand. <laughs> I love the aggressive nature of sitting there and yelling at the TV while shoveling food into your mouth and drinking beer, Right. You know? <laughs> right. And my dad, so uh, my dad's a Phillies fan. 
So the Eagles is Mm. his whole thing. That seems like one of those loud teams in a complimentary way. Yeah, because my dad, my dad, born and raised in Philadelphia, and it's like his inner, like, Philadelphian, like, comes to the forefront of his personality. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever the Eagles are playing, it's really funny. Does your dad have a good, like, Philadelphia accent? Um, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes and no. Um, (laughs) when he's around other people from Philadelphia, absolutely. Oh, okay. (laughs) Like in the, cause my dad's actually like, he can be a pretty quiet guy, but when you get him around people, especially people from Philly, he's like, he, 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 he's like right back in it, in it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, I live in LA obviously. So I've been rooting for the Lakers. Nice. Um, Nice. (laughs) You know, what I was thinking of was our, uh, our space jam episode that we did (laughs) three years ago. Yeah. Because (laughs) so many of the stars of space jam, LeBron, Anthony Davis, they're all still playing for the Lakers. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember him from space jam Two, a new, a new legacy. (laughs) legacy. Oh my gosh. I (laughs) saw that on HBO today as I was like scrolling through, I was like, should watch space jam again <laughs> that movie's good <laughs> if space jam only has two fans in the world it's elizabeth and I. it is <laughs> i like we've talked about space jam i think at least once every season <laughs> yeah <laughs> shout out well elizabeth i am very excited for our season four premiere uh, yes. because we are doing two very fun and exciting things this week uh we have an episode coming out well, obviously today because you're listening to it and one in two days on Thursday because why, Elizabeth? Because something magical happened this summer, Spencer. <laughs> A little mega cinema event called Barbenheimer. <laughs> yeah, man, it was crazy. It, I mean, it took over the world. It did. It absolutely did. So many people dressed up. I dressed up to go see Barbie. Like yeah. I bought a dress to go see this movie <laughs> hoodie she has barbies around her like this was her moment this was her summer she was ready oh my gosh it, this was my moment this was my summer if it hasn't been obvious we're watching barbie this week <laughs> this episode all about barbie <laughs> thursday all about oppenheimer so yeah. barbie i'm a barbie girly I love Barbie. I loved Barbie growing up. I collected Barbies. I played with Barbies for way too long. Like before I realized like I could like sit down at my computer and like write out a story or like design something like I had the skills to sew and design something that was in my head. Guess how I got all that creative energy out with Barbies. (laughs) My Barbies had very complex lives. They went on many adventures It was fabulous. This is giving me so much life right now. I feel like it was a few months ago when we were still doing season three. And we were were talking about doing it because we were going to do Barbie last summer. And, you know, but then the strikes came down. So we decided to push it back. And I remember right after we saw the movie and Elizabeth was like going through her like inventory of Barbie dolls. And I I did not see this coming. I don't know how, (laughs) but I just for some reason never pictured you as a Barbie girl. But here we are. Oh, absolutely. Do you want to know what I found in my inventory? I do. Uh Oh, here it comes. So I found Midge. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) The discontinued... Pregnant Barbie Mitch. (laughs) This is so cool. She has all her original hair, her original dress. It's a little... She's well played with. She's not a weird Barbie, but she's well played with. (laughs) She looks like she's doing good. Good for her. She looks like she just bought this outfit yesterday. Exactly. The magnet stomach still works. So... It's it's magnetic. Yes. You can like... Hold on. (laughs) You take it off. We'll have to blur this for TikTok. <laughs> you take it off. She's a normal Barbie. And then there's like a stomach what? with a baby. <laughs> Hence why it was discontinued. That is insane. Isn't it? I got this as I, a birthday gift. 
<laughs> oh, that's even more weird. <laughs> I was stoked. I was like, oh my gosh, this Barbie can actually be pregnant? Great. That Dramatic is... storylines. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very cool. I never, that was why I loved the Barbie so much, the Barbie movie so much, because I, I mean, never played with Barbie. I would, for some reason, played with Polly Pockets, my neighbors, just oh, because. Love a good Polly I'm, Pocket. Yeah, I, I honestly can't explain why. We should probably do like a deep dive on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did not know that there was all these different, like, I should have guessed all these different Barbies with questionable storylines. Mm, yeah, I, I had so many accessories. I was lucky. I had two houses, an airplane, a little like BMW buggy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and a camper for my barbies (laughs) because that's all people would get me as gifts growing up i like i almost exclusively got barbie gifts wow wild times man (laughs) yeah man (laughs) this is the best day ever um and i should let me clarify the record i didn't play with Polly pockets my neighbor had them and i was getting ready to become a fashion design major in a few years (laughs) i was observing their outfits (laughs) Hey, I mean, Polly Pockets were cool, too, especially Polly Pockets when we were growing up because they made them like three inches tall and had all the plastic clothes because plastic clothes were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to always rip them because I was way too aggressive with trying to. Oh, yeah. Quickly. It was it was not a great concept (laughs) in retrospect. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyway. Elizabeth, you have so many great behind the costume facts this week. I think we just got to get into it because we're going to be here all day. Oh, we do. There's too many. Spencer, give us a summary. Okay. Uh, This is probably a very short summary for such an incredible, (laughs) soon to be Oscar nominated film. But Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in a colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. And that is Barbie. That is Barbie. If you haven't seen Barbie, go watch Barbie. I don't believe that you haven't seen Barbie. Yeah. It's just like at this rate, if you didn't see Barbie, you were, you were, what were you doing? Yeah. Like you missed out. Love it or hate it, you missed out. Yeah. And Which it's is very all over exciting. Max. It's plastered yeah. literally all over. <laughs> They're like, hey, did you see we have the Barbie movie? The Barbie movie. It's right here. Right here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so let's oh, do this. Going behind the costumes, we have director Greta Gerwig and costume designer Jacqueline Duran. You will know her work from Pride and Prejudice movie from 2005, where she received an Oscar nomination, Atonement. Another Oscar nomination, Nanny McPhee Returns, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Anna Karenina, for which she got an Oscar win, Mr. Turner, another Oscar nomination, Beauty and the Beast, Oscar nomination, Darkest Hour, Oscar nomination, 1917, Little Women from 2019, which got her another Oscar win, Cyrano from 2021, Spencer, and... The Batman. <laughs> Talk about a busy lady. <laughs> I love that she did the Batman because remember when Spencer came out? That was like her season. I don't yes. know. Two premiere. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Two. And she did like Spencer and the Batman came out at the same time. And it was announced she was doing Barbie. I was like, look at the right? range. <laughs> From like the darkest dark to the brightest, happiest possible right <laughs> also let's all be real there is absolutely no possibility in this universe that Jacqueline Duran is not about to be nominated for another Academy Award yeah. it's just that's just very definite and like there were so many good movies this past year like like I'm like I don't know who's gonna win this year there's usually I'm like oh this person or that like this year I'm like mm, I don't know but like if this isn't even nominated, that'd be shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but diving into Barbie, Harper's Bazaar talked to Jacqueline Durant about how they approached Barbie for the Barbie movie. She said, I hadn't really ever thought about that simple fact that dolls had always been babies before Barbie came out in 1959. Girls are for were always mothering them and suddenly barbie 
it wasn't about that. It was about imagining doing something. The doll was the representation of what you could achieve, which is amazing. I had never thought about Barbie like that. I tend not to think of her as an emancipator, which is kind of uh, how Greta Gerwig was approaching Barbie in this movie. So they still wanted to keep it very toy-like. And mm-hmm. Jacqueline told the rap, I wanted to make it multidimensional so that you could look at it as a child. The child would just enjoy it from a point of view of colors. But there was something else going on if you wanted to look at it deeper. Mm. Which is so true yeah, <laughs> about I love this that. movie. It's like you could look at it as like a young kid and be like, wow, like that's Barbie. Look at all of her colors. But then if you're a costume nerd like us, we're like, look at the subtle like storytelling that's happening in Barbie right now as she's like going into like this deep dive of you know, depression and feelings. Yes. And like, how do you find yourself? What does that mean? Yeah. And one of the shocking things I found out for Barbie World was they had a very specific color palette consisting of two pinks, bright and light blue, lavender, orange, green, yellow, and beige to create this Mm. childlike imagery. Right. Uh, She told the credits, you couldn't put a costume together if it wasn't in that combination. It was hard because that meant you couldn't buy anything. We basically had to print all the textiles, like all the fabrics for the beach costumes and these color combinations. I felt this was the only way to keep a lid on having the film be bright while also trying all, trying it all together underneath. Which is so true because there's so much color. You can't just like throw whatever up there and hope it works. And having to print all the textiles, that's so much extra effort too. Which obviously paid off, of course. But like just the, that process just extends everything. Absolutely. Especially because every Barbie, every Ken had a change for pretty much every scene. She told the (laughs) credits, when I realized that every scene had a costume change, I nearly had a nervous breakdown. And not just one character, all the Barbies, all the Kens. (laughs) Do you want to know something even more nerve wracking, Spencer? They only had 11 weeks for prep. So the costume creation went into filming oh my gosh that's so scary (laughs) isn't that terrifying Uh. and one thing i want to point out from the costume design department are there are such beautiful illustrations for the barbie movie look up costume illustrator richard merritt his illustrations for Jacqueline Duran's costumes are extraordinary. Uh, I love Richard Merritt's illustrations. He is an incredible illustrator. I am on his Instagram all the time for whatever he posts because he also obviously works on other films mm-hmm. too. Every single illustration is banger after banger after banger. So shout out to Richard. Yeah, they're incredible. And after this break, we will jump into the Barbie movie. Let's do it. Are you ready to jump into the dawn of Barbie? Let's do it. I'm I'm ready to have a total beach off right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Especially because Barbie is very much presented as a monument, especially in this opening that pays homage to Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey (laughs) with all the little girls. Just playing mom in the middle of the desert, which is the funniest thing ever. I I was hooked at this very first scene. I was like, okay, I'm going to love this movie Um, because it already was blowing my mind. Um, It's just so crazy to me that we were having little girls playing with dolls that were babies. That's fact still blows my mind. A lot of people are talking about how maybe the storyline to this movie was basic, 
But sometimes basic is okay because yeah. even that basic fact rocked my entire world about two minutes into this movie. So, yeah, like it, that's really all little girls had for like yeah. all of time was baby <laughs> dolls. <laughs> <laughs> insanity <laughs> but let's talk about barbie's look though i mean yes so jacqueline talked to the credits about this iconic opening costume she said the swimsuit was always going to be the starting point because it tied into the whole kubrick monolith thing and in a way it gave me my route into the movie we had archival Barbie from different periods that we reproduced as exactly as we could. Then we moved on to more fluid approach, developing, delving repeatedly into the late 70s and 80s until we get to the uh, finale, which is pretty much contemporary. Mm. And this is like Barbie's first look, this swimsuit. Yeah. And it is... It's so iconic. I have a reproduction of it. Yeah, it look like, at that in the background. <laughs> like when you think of vintage Barbie, like this is what you think of. And one thing I learned watching because they have extras on Max. Um, <laughs> she wore wigs throughout this entire movie, which Did shocked she? me because it looks so good. Yeah. But they even like for this scene, the wig to match the whole look they're cre- recreating they got like the same like yellow hair color as the original <laughs> doll and it's wild, but it really does set you up for Barbie who is just living her best life, which like I never would want to leave Barbie world if that's where I lived. <laughs> yeah, stereotypical Barbie played by the one and only Margot Robbie. I mean, just what a performance It is so good. And I was just blown away at those first scenes in Barbie land. Just the fact that this was such a, it was a practical set. Mm-hmm. So everything you see is built and so uh, transformative and uh, immersive. It it still blows my mind. It is such a feat that they create all this and the, co- the colors just every time. It's yes. so good. It is so incredible. And Jacqueline had to, kind of approach the character of Barbie a little bit differently, especially for these scenes. She told people, when you do a costume, you often try and work out the character of a of the person that's wearing them and what they do. But the character of Barbie is really the history of Barbie. If you try to delve into her backstory, it would be how she'd look over decades. It's mm. the way we chose to do it. Which they do kind of have this just like amalgamation of like Barbie throughout the decades that fits really well into her yeah. costumes. It's very subtle too. Like if yeah. if you're someone like me who maybe doesn't doesn't really know the history of all Barbie's costumes or looks, it's very subtle. But it's really fun to like look up each look and be like, oh, that was Superstar Barbie or whatnot. It's very subtle. And I love that because Absolutely. it just blends so naturally into the film. Of course. And like, especially this, this first, her perfect day. It's like, it's so like 1960s, 70 Barbie. Yeah. But like, it still looks like you could walk out in this today. Like I'd wear that bathing suit to the beach. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, it's very picnic to me which i love it yes. because that screams like perfect day staying out in the sun on like a little picnic blanket and having some sandwiches i don't know yeah just enjoying life yeah i don't know how you picnic but that's what i imagine <laughs> just eating sandwiches i think that is the general idea general <laughs> idea i've also heard of wine on picnics picnics a lot which well yeah always <laughs> a great sure. addition <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, another major component, though, of Margot Robbie's stereotypical Barbie wardrobe was Chanel because Jacqueline Duran, Margot Robbie and Mattel have a pretty long history with the fashion house. And Chanel was more than happy to mm. collaborate with the film, as Jacqueline told people. When I went to Paris and went to the Chanel archive, I also discovered that Carl Lagerfeld had designed a Barbie collection in the 90s with Claudia Schaefer and all the supermodels modeling Barbie. 
it became the perfect Easter egg to put one of Carl's costumes into the world, which we did. So Margot oh. at one point is wearing Claudia Schaefer's suit from the archive, the actual wow. suit not remade. She also <laughs> did wear a pink suit that was remade from that collection. Chanel copied their own work and made a reper- reproduction. And then we used in the movie. The Claudia Schaefer one, though, was the actual suit. It was wow. the perfect match between what we wanted and wanted to be in the movie and what Chanel had already made. That is incredible. I did not know that, actually. I mean, it looks very Chanel when you see it. But yeah. To, to know that that's the actual one that was on the runway is insanity. And I love it. It's wild. And it's like they clearly did nothing to it. It yeah. looks just perfect. It looks like it hasn't been worn since the 90s, actually. Yeah, it probably hasn't been. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in the archive, probably not. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it looks so beautiful. And what's crazy is uh, Jacqueline didn't have to do that, no. you know? But the attention to detail and storytelling that was happening on this film was just on a whole yeah. other level. Yeah, knowing that, like, Barbie and Chanel had had this history together and bringing that in, it's just so beautiful. And then one of the pieces they also made from their archive, which she wears in the the pink house oval office, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is it's so perfect, especially because like it fits into that like pinkish category, but brings in some of those other like orangey colors that they were talking about in their color palette. And it's just like she just looks so stately and perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it looks incredible. I love the tweed. It's very politician, uh, Jackie Kennedy. I love it. It's so perfect. But they did recognize that they couldn't keep Barbie in pink the whole time and that Barbie wasn't just all about pink. And they bring a lot of blue into her wardrobe, especially when she's uh, having her not so great day and feeling a little (laughs) bit down. (laughs) (laughs) which is funny too because we associate blue with like kind of like being bummed out sometimes yeah so it's it's perfect it's very subtle um and i'm glad i didn't keep her in pink the entire time because it would have eventually burned our eyeballs it would (laughs) have been too much yeah (laughs) uh yeah because they acknowledged that barbie didn't just wear pink let's be real yeah and the other barbies weren't all in pink either And Jacqueline talked about creating the costumes for the other Barbies in Barbie World to the credit, saying, In a regular film, when an actress plays someone, her character dictates what she wears. But in this instance, it's not the same relationship to the character. Barbie, all the Barbies, wear things appropriate to what they're doing. The reason for her costume comes from outside of the character. Mm. Which is very cool because it's like yeah when they're at the beach they're dressed for the beach she really gave the beach like a french riviera 1960s vibe which was perfect (laughs) but they're all perfectly dressed for the beach right well in theory i mean (laughs) they're all just (laughs) sitting on the beach and beaching out yeah (laughs) no one's actually doing activities which is what i love no yeah the beach is for (laughs) beaching and then the mermaid is the perfect mermaid. <laughs> yes. Played by Dua Lipa, by the way. Yes. She, I love her cameo. <laughs> it's so good. And then, oh my gosh, she plays the guy, Mermaid John Bar- Cena. John Cena. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And then when they're doctors, they have on the perfect doctor outfits. When they're at a sleepover, it's the perfect sleepover outfit. Accepting... Oh, right you know, Nobel Prizes. It's the most perfect, beautiful thing to accept your Nobel Prize in. Like, everything (laughs) is perfect for what they're doing. It's so perfect. I specifically like the doctor costumes because to me, that's just like the color choice of not just like the little subtle mint green pants, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but that just screams like Barbie to me. I could see that like in the box, but it's also practical and it makes sense, too, especially against the very pink background they're in. Absolutely. Who also got this treatment was Ken. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I love Ken in this. Like Ryan Gosling 
it's the funniest thing ever. He is so good. I will admit that I've never been like, not that I don't like Ryan Gosling, but I've never been like a overly big Ryan Gosling fan, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Converted completely in Barbie. He was <laughs> right? just... I, he was so good. I loved his performance, and I do think that he should be nominated for a Cammy Award because I really feel like he did a lot of, I don't know, really good, subtle character acting in this film. It's really quite Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And he took like such a goofy concept of a character and played it really earnestly and really seriously. Yeah. And it it's very two sided. You know, it very has like a deep emotional trauma to it yeah (laughs) absolutely and Jacqueline talked to Vogue about Ken's look a little bit saying retro sportswear is one area where we did a lot of shopping for Ken he is sporty that's his main thing we had buyers in America that went to dealers and imported it for us because we needed so much of it (laughs) she also noted (laughs) to Vogue that no one cares about Ken. Everybody just oh. wants to play with Barbie. He matches Barbie <laughs> and changes too, but he has very, very many less options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ken. That's not very nice. It's not very nice, but it's so true. And all the Kens always do match their Barbies. Oh, so good. The beach costumes, just like... The shorts, like the matching ensemble of like the button up shirt with the short shorts. Mm -hmm. It's, it's everything. All the, all the textiles, all the colors, every single one is great. Not just on the Ryan Gosling Ken, but every Ken is a look that I wish I could pull off if I wasn't so pale and sickly looking. You could, you could pull it off, Spencer. (laughs) I believe in you. But you know, like a couple years ago when like there were like, there was like a big trend of like men's rompers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to replace that with matching two-piece sets. Yeah. Like... Please. It looks so good. And I get it. You know, it's Ryan Gosling's. But still, it, it just the colors work so well. I It's probably one of my favorite parts of the entire film. They work so well. And I also love how they use that same exact color scheme to make Alan just completely stand out from everyone else and somehow feel a little bit awkward (laughs) oh alan (laughs) like it's so funny and i love how they literally just reproduced alan's look in their color scheme exactly they're like alan's done okay (laughs) it's so sad but yeah the elizabeth has a picture of the alan box and he looks exactly like he did in the box uh even just as pale same haircut and it is like the same shirt just in like the color palette that jacqueline duran was talking about Mm -hmm. and it's so so perfect and it gets even more perfect with the dance number oh it's so good i mean i've seen this scene about a hundred thousand times yeah and i do (laughs) I really love in this scene, you can see where Ken is just matching Barbie. (laughs) Like, that's all that matters is that he match Barbie. Uh, The colors. I love the use of like silver. The very It's a very disco scene. So everything's kind of like disco ball to me. Um, A little Studio 54 a little bit, which I I very much enjoy. It just looks so good. I I could watch this scene forever. And of course, it's paired with that line where Barbie asks everyone if you ever think about (laughs) dying, which I think that probably is my favorite (laughs) entire part from the scene, (laughs) from the film. It's so good. Especially because like I felt that you're out, you're having a good time and then you're like, what if I die right now? (laughs) Yeah. Every day. (laughs) Like, yeah. You're just, that's like the worst time to have that thought. And it's like, that's what happens in real life, too. If you voice that, it's like everyone's like, what? Yeah, it could ruin your whole day if someone brings it yeah. up. Going, oh, <laughs> uh, whose day it's not ruining is weird Barbie's day. <laughs> oh, man. Kate McKinnon kills it. This was so good. And Jacqueline talks to the rap about weird Barbie's look, saying The primary concern with Weird Barbie was whether to go for something that was completely messy at the bottom of a box that had been discarded or whether to go for more of a discordant fashion look. 
in the end, we went with the discordant fashion look, particularly for her first costume. Yeah. I mean, I get what she's saying. It's like, do we do we want to put her out in like a garbage bag and look all torn up like a weird yeah. Barbie would at the bottom of a box? Or do you still can you still achieve that with a look that still is fashionable and artistic, but also still, you know, talk to the idea of it being weird Barbie? I think she made a great choice because this still to me reads like kind of she reminds me of the doll from Rugrats. I don't remember. Cynthia. <laughs> Angel, I don't uh, yeah. Yeah, Cynthia, <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> the crazy hair. Yeah. But like still there's a level of taste to it too. Very artistic, art student, art design. Yeah. And it's so good because like especially the short because I had a weird Barbie with. Of course you did. We cut her hair super short, mostly because <laughs> someone got bubble gum in it. Um, <laughs> so we like cut her hair super short and like she was always wearing like the weird like discarded outfits that like I didn't really use on my other Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> and like so many little kids like draw patterns on the clothes, but it's like the clothes are still going to look like the silhouette's still going to be cute. The silhouette's still going to be like Barbie fashion, but yeah, it's going to have this this weird thing on the side of it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really it's so cool. I'm happy she went with the high weird high fashion angle. Yeah. And from there, we get the epic sequence of Barbie's journey to the real world in which Chanel made another appearance. As Jacqueline told The Hollywood Reporter, the ski suit they wear on the snowmobile is a Chanel ski suit. And that was great Mm. for Margot. But Chanel doesn't make menswear. So they had to make one for Ken, which was very kind of them to do. Oh, I love that. They're like, uh, I mean, if it's for anyone, I guess Ryan Gosling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I guess it has to match. We'll do it. Yeah. Oh, I love the matching costumes. It's so fun, um, especially because they're like moving against that that moving background, too, at the same time. Yeah. So it's just the colors just pop so perfectly. It's uh, I love all these scenes. I love the one when they're in the boats. Uh, they have like the little sailor's hat and a striped shirt so Mm -hmm. good it's so good i also love how ken's just having the time of his life because him and barbie (laughs) are clearly getting along very well and he's like yes this is what our life is gonna be (laughs) (laughs) it's so good these are such great scenes and before we dive into the real world though spencer i think we need a little break before we get there Yeah, I got to get over to the beach. I need like a little margarita. I just really need to get into like beach, you know? Yeah. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the podcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome Tee Public merch with the podcast logo, such as a shirt, coffee mug, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thanks for all your support. skating at venice beach (laughs) uh personally i would not do it um (laughs) as someone who lives in la i don't particularly enjoy going to venice or santa monica i'm a malibu person myself Mm, mm, i see but i will say that barbie and ken's venice roller skating rollerblading looks are probably two of my favorite costumes they are so good do you remember when we saw these like looks kind of be like leaked maybe like months and yes. months before the movie came out? Yes. I, I think this was like one of the first, if not the first thing we saw. And it, we knew like, oh, at least for costumes, this is going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah. We literally, as costume design journalists, we were like, okay, well, we have Barbie to look forward to in about a year and a half yeah. and it's going to control our lives. 
<laughs> yes, it was so exciting. And Jacqueline talked about the process of making these to Entertainment Weekly, saying, if you're going to put a costume on somebody and they're going to really stand out in Venice, what's that going to be? You have to go quite far out because Venice has so many characters and no one really raises an eyebrow. <laughs> when it came to the pieces themselves, while it was inspired by Hot Skate and Barbie, she told Entertainment Weekly, our textile artists copied the original pattern and printed it onto the leotard and onto the pieces for Ryan. Oh. So while obviously the look is only inspired uh, by Hot Skate and Barbie, the pattern that's on her original outfit is exactly the same as what's on their pieces. I love that. Just such a great use of fabric and textiles. Mm -hmm. It looks so good. And Jacqueline Durant is so right. In her quote, she's really kind of... Um, She's insinuating what is true is that yeah. Venice is really not that magical of a place that people from outside of L.A. don't understand. Yeah, it is very questionable. It's yeah. full of characters. And if you were to rollerblade around in this costume, you would 100 percent stand out. Yeah. In all my years there, I only went to Venice once and I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, I've been here now. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is. There really is just like this cast of characters there <laughs> and yeah you got to think about what would raise an eyebrow there and it's definitely this yeah very very this it's perfect it's chef's kiss it's so good what's almost better is their change when barbie's like for the first time in my life i feel uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> and they put on their western wear which is so funny to me. It's like, this is what's considered comfortable because it's still outlandish. Uh, it's so yeah. good, though. The pink with the black, it is flawless. It is so perfect. And Jacqueline Duran told Entertainment Weekly about these pieces, saying, Now that it's done, it feels entirely obvious and the right costume for the moment. But it took a moment to work out. When they arrived in America... What would they wear? How would Barbie and Ken, well, not so much a Ken because Ken follows, but <laughs> how would Barbie choose what to wear when she wants to fit in and be liked in America? What does she become? Malibu Barbie? No, she becomes <laughs> Western Barbie. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense when I think when people think of America, they think of like the Wild West and big aggressive cowboy hats and holding a cheeseburger and a bald eagle. Yeah. So yeah, Western is definitely where I would think is the right place to go. Absolutely. And like, I love her denim two piece so much, but it's not actually a denim two piece. It is a stretch fabric with a denim texture printed onto it. And it looks oh. so beautiful, which I was kind of wondering how she quite got that shape. Cause it really like it looks like denim but i was like denim doesn't quite do that so i was curious right. how she got that and like that just makes so much sense yeah that's true the silhouette is silhouetting yeah <laughs> it's so good it's giving a barbie <laughs> silhouette yeah <laughs> and ken i mean that look was so recognizable i knew that yes. this was gonna be like the halloween costume of the year for men was that black Western look with the fringe and the pink ascot. It's so good. I actually want to get it, but uh, Halloween just always, for some reason, sneaks up on me. So I, I never put it together, even I though know. it's my favorite time of the year. It's like, it's, oh, it's yeah. October 25th. Yeah. <laughs> I had this, so I just wore this and a blonde wig and was like, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's at this moment that we get the sweetest cameo of all time. Uh legendary we just have to talk about this yes legendary costume designer Anne roth is the old lady at the bus stop it's so good it's so sweet this is the first moment i cry in a film uh and it's a hard cry too because mm -hmm. Anne roth is just such a legend such a legend such an icon yeah. in our field and what i love about too is so many people don't even know who that is no. and that's just like how crazy it is that this costume designer who's done some of 
the world's biggest films, has yeah. won multiple Academy Awards. Is has just influenced there. fashion for decades. She's in her 90s. Right. And just that beautiful, touching moment with Margot Robbie. It is so good. And I just had to sneak this into the slides because it's so flawless. I thought you put this in here. I was like, because I was working on them late last night. And I was like, did I put this in here? Did I not? What? <laughs> we can't do a Barbie episode without shouting out Anne Roth. No. Because she is the OG. Yeah. And after that incredible moment and Barbie finding America Ferreira in the real world, she knows who she is and what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. And it's bring them back to Barbie land where things have just gone horribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) America Ferreira. I mean, such a great part to this film. She is so good. Um, obviously we love her monologue. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, but her costumes, I love it because they are very real world and it slowly like does like a transition where she kind of blends into Barbie world, but from, from a real realistic mom contemporary point of view too. Yeah. And yeah, I loved her character because she's like, she's clearly someone who's pretty confident in who she is, even though she's kind of having this you know, midlife crisis of sorts, Uh, especially with that, that first button down top she's wearing Mm -hmm. that has like the blue collar centerpiece with the red and white striped sleeves and like body. Yeah. It's just so (laughs) cool. Like you see that and cause they don't do a lot of like backstory for the character, but it gives you enough information to be like, Oh, this is a person who like has a strong personality likes to dress up so of course she liked barbie and works at mattel yeah yeah there's definitely like a lost storyline that's happening in the costumes absolutely and (laughs) talk about a lot of storyline in the costume weird barbies (laughs) (laughs) like suited up for battle now (laughs) and i just love how reminiscent of the 80s this look is yeah it's very like parachute pants very big and billowy um (laughs) because it looks just so crazy on kate mckinnon and i love it but you're right it is like very gearing up for war because weird barbie has like little armor pauldrons on like she's getting ready to fight yeah because she knows she knows the kens are up to no good oh man yeah let's talk about this this transition i mean i love (laughs) just how subtly everything just starts to really change like uh the one barbie who's suddenly in like a very skimpy maid look like french (laughs) maid yeah yeah it's like okay i see what's happening here it's very subtle it's so subtle. it's so funny and it's just like yeah i guess someone who like never experienced that kind of like repression might not exactly question it at first. It's very brainwashy of the Kens. Very, very brainwashy. Very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and we have <laughs> we have Ken in his uh, patriarchy era. <laughs> oh man, I gotta say it's it's just so good. <laughs> it's so good, especially this jacket, which. Jacqueline talked about to the credits saying Greta and Ryan had been talking and between them, they had pictures of Sly Stallone looking fantastic in this fur coat from the (laughs) eighties. That fur coat became critical in pinning down how far we could go with Ken and how much fun we could have. Yeah. It's so good because it's very, costumey this is like the moment of film where it starts to become a costume you know and not just like contemporary costume uh, clothing which is so intentional and funny because ken has really gained into the patriarchy of of it all and he feels like there's like a uniform to patriarchy and that is the fur coat with the (laughs) big shades the headband it's it's all over and i love it it's amazing like he is literally playing a part he's not being himself yeah. <laughs> uh, she talked more about his looks in these last scenes to Entertainment Weekly, saying, This evolved in the fitting. There's always some kind of extra in everything that they wear, kind of 
last minute thing, we added these fringe shoulder pads and that just finished it off. In another scene, he's wearing a tracksuit that matches that and printed onto the tracksuit is horses galloping with lightning. (laughs) (laughs) And so the headband, that little kind of line going across it from the lightning part of the pattern of the horses these details with the horses and all these things i just love the fact that they're all in there (laughs) i love that jacqueline duran is like a fan of her own work at this point too right you can tell the entire team's like we ate that yeah yeah (laughs) they're like yeah we did that that was us that was us that was me you see how cool that is <laughs> Pay costume designers and their teams yes. the wages they deserve because they're killing it. They carried this movie. They did. They absolutely did. Especially through the dance number and the oh, beach, man. the beach off. The ultimate beach off. The ultimate I, beach off. I just want to beach off with them too. It is so so fun. <laughs> I'm so so jealous. (laughs) Gosh, they all do such a good job. I'm like, I, I'm like, I wonder how long it took them to finish. They just must have been cracking up constantly. Yeah, because it's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny. So I love when they arrive to like the beach and they're coming off the the horse boats, and like still all the Ken's looks are very kind of in uniform. They all have similar elements. Yeah. But they're also still all very different. It's like everything's kind of discombobulated at this moment mm-hmm. because everyone's having like a massive massive identity crisis. So all the costumes are like matching but not matching. It's like they're actually at war at this moment. It's a free for all. Yeah. yeah. They're at war with themselves and what they want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Barbies are like, we're just going to put things back the way they were. Um, <laughs> I especially like the... Uh, the president barbie her final look it's Mm -hmm. so like it's so in your face compared to like everything that's been worn before yeah and she's just like yes i am the president and you're not you're not gonna change that yeah they're all like in the uniform kind of like jumpsuit or romper which just to me says like they're very down the business right to just right all these wrongs meanwhile all the all the cans are like moving into like this kind of like grease phase yeah. with the all black looks with, with the, the pink, pink socks. socks oh it's, so, it's good. so good i especially love alan in the in that pink jumpsuit he's just like yes i'm here to help barbie what can i do what can i do with the sunglasses that's actually alan's best look just gotta yeah. say he looks great in pink he does he really does <laughs> um and Another outfit in these ending sequences, which I loved, was when Barbie makes that first attempt to trick Ken. She's wearing head-to-toe Chanel. Yeah. (laughs) Once again. And it is perfect. The bag, the dress, the necklace, it all comes together to be this perfect vision of I guess a patriarchy Barbie. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what, it, it works perfectly. <laughs> uh, what Ken wants from her. And Ken is wearing this stunning denim ensemble. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of a Calvin Klein ad with the yeah. underwear showing. <laughs> yeah. And Jacqueline told Vogue that Ryan Gosling came up with the idea for Ken branded underwear for his character. The detail. <laughs> That went viral when the film's marketing dropped. We just I rushed somehow, to make it. <laughs> I somehow just now realized that it says Ken and not Calvin Klein. I did not notice that until <laughs> you now. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, because it looks like you said it looks just like a Calvin Klein ad. So my brain just automatically just read it as Calvin Klein. So good. <laughs> I am obsessed. It, it is so perfect. And Barbie's final look is very different from what we've been used to so far, but really is her transition look. And Jacqueline told the credits about this final piece, saying, for the contemporary section, I wanted to reproduce the most popular Barbie dress in the last five years, which was yellow. So we made Barbie Margot Roberts dress yellow as an homage. 
but it's not really a Barbie costume because the way it's cut is different. This is much more a human costume. Everything we did with the costumes was kind of multifaceted because I wanted to reference the Mattel experience, but also wanted to tell the story of Barbie. That's really a great quote because it really shows like the transition of like Barbie becoming a person that I feel like is a lot more identifiable within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it, it's a very contemporary look like I, you know, this is a very popular um, dress that we would see around LA, maybe warm locations. And also the same for Ken who, you know, he's wearing this like really outrageous. I am Kenuff hoodie, but it's also like the actual hoodie is something that would be, worn yeah Um, so like there is like a contemporary moment that's just happening where everyone's kind of transitioning back into a new reality that's a little bit more identifiable and relatable absolutely and with that we have the conclusion of barbie however barbie sparked such a craze (laughs) jacqueline realized that people were gonna love to dress like barbie but it wasn't exactly gonna be a sustainable look for people to buy. Mm -hmm. So she actually partnered with Thread Up. Mm. As she explained to Harper's Bazaar, she said, I just thought of what a brilliant idea it was because I'm conscious that everyone's really enthusiastic about Barbie at the moment, but it's not a look that you're going to wear again and again and again. It's a look that you're going to play around with and dress up and change and do different things with. So you can go to ThreadUp right now and see the hashtag BarbieCore Dream Shop um, that Jacqueline Durand helped curate. Wow. I love that. That is so cool uh, because, yeah, that is such an important thing to think about because, yes, it's Barbie and we all want to go out and get our pink outfits. Um, but at the same time, it's like remember that this is a very – pollutant industry as well fashion fast fashion so if you could do this sustainably and thrift your barbie looks that's definitely the way to go absolutely and i think just to kind of cap off how much of a fashion moment the barbie movie really has been was looking (laughs) at margot robbie's outfits for the press tour and the premieres of Barbie around the world her stylist Andrew McAmal really did a beautiful job and just brought it full circle because like looking like Barbie is what marketed this to success (laughs) and it's still going we just watched the Golden Globes the other night and Margot Robbie wore superstar Barbie, like with yeah. the pink and the fringe. It's just, it is genius marketing. The marketing campaign for Barbie will be studied for years to come by business and marketing Absolutely. students. Because like from Jacqueline's costumes, they pulled like the perfect, you know, stills to show us first. Like, like you said that Cal, the Ken, Calvin Klein, like looking like still where you yeah. didn't even realize it was Ken. Like, yeah. it was so perfect to draw us in the looks they chose of Jacqueline's. And then Andrew's work on her press tour outfits. Like, people wanted to see what was happening with this press tour. Which it's like, a press tour is like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, you know, sometimes like a look or two will stand out. But it's like, we were looking at every single thing she wore because it was just so eye-catching. Yeah, regular everyday people probably aren't paying attention to press tours for movies. If you're maybe a bit more obsessed like us, we are. But uh, Barbie, yeah, it it like made people pay attention before this movie even came out. So it was genius. And I think also this goes to just show how important costume designers are in the process of filmmaking and storytelling. Because a movie like this would not be possible without costume designers like Jacqueline Duran. Uh who put everything they have into this and often, you know, costume designers don't get the pay or the credit Mm -hmm. they deserve. Um, So hashtag naked without us like this, this is uh, this movie needs to be studied uh, because it would not be possible without Jacqueline Duran and her team. Absolutely not. And with that, Spencer, are you ready to play our favorite game? 
I am. I've been thinking about this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a hard one. There's so many different looks and I just, I don't know. But yeah, let's do it. The one costume to rule them all. Spencer, what's your one costume to rule them all? Elizabeth, I think. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um, I think my one costume to rule them all is a pair. I think it just has to be the Western Barbie looks. Because, I mean, yes, they're very, you know, they're very a part of the marketing. Everyone knows these looks. But the storytelling of it is like these are two... Barbie and Ken who are coming to America and they're just, for some reason they're trying to think like, how can we blend in and Mm -hmm. we're in America? Not that they really know what that means at this point, but just from their brief like time here, they realize, okay, it's very Western. We need these cowboy looks with the cowboy hats and the denim and horses. And like, it's very like, (laughs) this is their interpretation of what our country is. And to me, that's hilarious because that is how sometimes I also see what the world's doing. So I don't know. But honestly, we could go around in circles picking one costume to rule them all. So I'm I'm not even confident in my choice, but that is what jumped out of my brain just now. I love it. I think it's a great choice. My one costume to rule them all is... Kate McKinnon's first weird Barbie look. <laughs> I love this so much. I pre-ordered the doll. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's such a good representation of like, I think how much a lot of, a lot of kids love their Barbies so much and how creative they get with their Barbies and like, you know, how much they love to play with them is a weird Barbie. Like, you know, if a toy's super messed up, you know somebody loved to play with it. Mm-hmm. So I love that how they represented that in her costume and her look. It's so perfect. Yeah, it's a physical representation of like imagination to yeah. me, which is why I love because this costume is out of this world, but still makes sense. If you look at the colors, the gradient of the tool in the yeah. skirt it's just all it's very imaginative and i think you picked a great one costume to rule them all thank you spencer mm-hmm. and if you would like to let us know what your one costume to rule them all is you can leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826 or email us at the art of costume at gmail.com spencer what are we watching on thursday <laughs> So we just did Barbie, right? So only makes sense for us to head on over to, (laughs) I guess, the darker side of things. We are talking about Oppenheimer, which (laughs) is probably shocking to no one. I loved Oppenheimer. You did. It was so good. Um, And it's, you know, doing all the award season rounds right now. I'm very excited to talk about Oppenheimer. And I should just say, I usually would hold a surprise, but we're going to be joined by costume designer Ellen Marajnik to talk yes. about Oppenheimer and I'm very excited. She goes into all the details of Oppenheimer's looks, but then also um, just the subtle notes. Like uh, there was no hats in Oppenheimer except the one worn by Oppenheimer. Little notes that you might not have picked up on. I'm very excited to get into it. I am so excited for your interview with her. Uh, if you would like some content from us in the next two days before <laughs> we release our Oppenheimer episode. Uh, you can follow us at the art of costume pod at Instagram at the art of costume on TikTok. If you want some podcast merch, you can head to the art of costume.com slash pod store. And if you really, really loved what you heard, you can leave us a five-star text review on Apple podcast. We would really appreciate it. Yes. And don't forget, these episodes are now on YouTube as well. So if if you want to come back and rewatch it, maybe head on over to YouTube and you could see pictures of all the costumes we're talking about as we go along. Um, Until next time, Elizabeth, I'm very excited. Season four is going to be amazing if it's anything like season three. Um, So I'm very excited. Uh, Um, As am I. I cannot wait to get this season started. 
We have so much planned and I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. The Art of Costume podcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on TikTok at The Art of Costume and Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. For more podcast updates, costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, go to theartofcostume.com a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design.